Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics get their revenge win over Los Angeles Clippers. Final score, 116-110. What a game for the Celtics. This is their fourth straight win here. Celtics seemingly back on track. Uh, this was an absolute masterclass once again from the Rain and Jays. But we're going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and get back talking about where the Celtics kind of stand throughout this this mix here. Uh, to get things started off here, this is a this is a weird one for me, but I want to give player of the game to Marcus Smart. This isn't a Rain and Jays. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that this wasn't a masterclass because I think it is. This is the Rain and Jays scoring 29 apiece, but Marcus Smart, I felt, kind of ran the te- the tempo throughout this game. Uh, he ended the night 17 points, three rebounds, nine assists. Also contributed two steals and a block. Only had three turnovers in this, so you're looking at the nine assists. It's a three-to-one turnover ratio. Pretty solid. He led the team with a plus 10, plus minus. Overall, he was super efficient in this one. Seven to 15 from the field. Uh, thought it was a really just solid overall game for him. You talk about like guys kind of running running the show for the Celtics. We've talked about Marcus Smart and what he's been able to do for the Celtics team as far as keeping really the fluidity going on the offensive end. This was another very good example of that. The numbers don't always show it on the offensive side as far as the scoring output goes. But you look at the assist numbers – it's really hard to it's really hard to dispute what he brings to this team. This was not a game where the Celtics offense looked great throughout most of it. In fact, we'll talk about a lot of that in the second half of this podcast. But the Celtics only had 22 assists in this game, which is significantly lower than what we're used to seeing and honestly want to see on any given night. Out of those 22 assists, though, Marcus Smart had nine of them. You know, there's no one on the starting lineup. There's no one on the team that had more than four. So Derek White had four assists in this one. Marcus Smart had nine. Derek White was the next closest guy to him. So this was not a game where everybody was moving the ball. The ball and player movement was great. But Derek White and Marcus Smart moved the ball. Marcus Smart was just significantly better than everybody else. So you got to give a lot of credit to Marcus Smart for keeping, honestly, Celtics basketball back to you know what they've been doing so well, uh, and that's and that's moving the ball. It wasn't a it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but when you're looking at the grand scheme of things, Marcus Smart did exactly what you would hope Marcus Smart to be able to do. He had a couple of great plays down the stretch. He had that steal and finish to go up 112 to 102. In uh, honestly, a super important stretch where Los Angeles was on a, I believe it was an eight to one run. They started getting close. Marcus Smart stole the ball, got a layup out of it. So there were a couple plays in this one where Marcus Smart stepped up in a major way, as Marcus Smart usually does. So this is a game where he very much deserves to be player of the game. 
Outside of that, though, we saw really good performances from the Jays. And it wasn't the super efficient scoring that we've, you know, become accustomed to. But 29 points from both Jalen and Jason in this one. Jason Tatum contributed 11 rebounds and assists and a block on top of it. And then we also saw seven rebounds and two assists from Jalen Brown. And honestly, it wasn't a it wasn't a game where either of them really went, you know, brutal as far as turnovers. They kept the turnovers pretty low. Jalen Jalen Brown three, Jason Tatum two. So as far as an efficient, you know, offensive game goes, it was good from both of them. I'm not going to sit here and say that like either of them blew up and destroyed the Clippers on this one. Jason Tatum shot 10 of 26. Honestly, it's not that great. He got to the free throw line 10 times, but he only hit six of them. So is that good? Not really. 60% for Jason Tatum, not good. But at the end of the day, like you look at the, the box score, 29 points, Jason Tatum contributed. And he played well on the defensive end. He also contributed a block. So this is, you know, a solid game. I'm not going to say it's great, but it's a good game. Jalen Brown, 12 of 25, a little bit more efficient. Uh, but he also went 0 of 8 from 3. Right? So these, like, again, all of these numbers add up to a good game, but not a great game. Uh, 5 of 5 from the free throw line for Jalen Brown. Better game as far as that's concerned. He was also a plus five. He was the the second highest, or actually second highest as far as the starting lineup goes. We also had a better game from Grant Williams and Robert Williams. Uh, But Jalen Brown, second highest as far as starting lineup goes. Uh, But honestly, like you look through the rest of the lineup for this team, there there isn't a ton of great performances. I thought the minutes that Grant gave us were solid. Uh, didn't really score a bunch. Was only honestly only took one shot, but he did have ten rebounds in this one, two assists. I thought defensively he was great. You know he was tasked with you know competing against Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Marcus Morris, all three of which very good offensive skilled players. And I thought he held his own defensively. I thought he was great. Uh, again on the offensive end. You very much look towards, you know, guys like Grant, like Robert Williams, like Derek White, like Malcolm Brogdon off of the bench. Obviously, Derek White is, you know, kind of formed into a starting role uh, with Time Lord kind of still working his way back. But you look at all of those guys and kind of expect a little bit more on the offensive end. And it wasn't necessarily the case for Grant tonight. Uh, with Malcolm Brogdon not playing, you would expect him to take a little bit more of a step up on that scale because he's honestly the sixth man off the bench. Like he played the sixth most minutes. You know, obviously you've got your starting five, and then it was Grant and Timeward. Twenty-three minutes for Grant, twenty-one for Timeward. So you kind of expect Grant to give in a little bit more with Malcolm Brogdon not coming in today. Didn't really happen, uh, but he contributed you know, on the defense event. Robert Williams was another was another game where, honestly, he stepped up in a major way. And I feel like I'm going to – I feel like I've kept saying this over the games that he's played since he's been back, and I'm probably going to continue to say it because 
everybody that's watched the Celtics as much as I have, or, you know, honestly, even as in half of what I have, you know exactly what Robert Williams gives you. He's super high energy, and he's a guy that's going to go out there and give 110% every single minute he's out there. This was a game, 12 points, six rebounds, an assist, a steal, a block, four or four from the field. This was as efficient as you get. And I talked about it a lot last year. But when you're watching Robert Williams play, you're not expecting him to go out there and give you 20 plus points. But what you're expecting from him is to go out there and give you really exactly what you expect. And it is offensive rebounds, which he had four of tonight. It's putbacks which he gave you plenty of tonight. And it's really good defense that is deterring guys like Kawhi, Paul George from getting to the rim. All of that he did tonight. And he did it in a really efficient, good fashion. So this was another really solid game for Robert Williams. You're looking back at this, and honestly, the last – I don't know, five, six games from Robert Williams. And you're like, okay, it seems like this guy's ready to get back into a starting role. And Joe Missoula, who again, did not coach today because of the cornea. I believe it's a tear cornea tear. uh, He's kind of mentioned that he's not really sure what's going to happen. He said that if the starting lineup seems like it needs Robert Williams, they'll put him in. But if they're in a position where they don't, they'll continue rolling with what's good. So at this point, we don't really know what's going to happen with Time Lord. If he stays on the bench in sort of a sixth, seventh man role uh, throughout the rest of the season, while, you know, guys like Hal Horford kind of step up and continue playing the minutes they're playing, I don't know if that's necessarily the right call either, but this is what we've seen. The last six games, I know it's, you know, Robert Williams kind of getting his footing under him and getting used to playing minutes again. I'm just not sure if that's the the right play throughout, but we'll talk about that. Uh, but honestly, through and th- I mean, this is a this is a solid win. The Clippers are no joke. 21 and 16 after today's loss, uh, but this team is as talented as it gets. You look at their team; like they've got Kawhi, they've got Paul George. Marcus Morris Sr., solid. We've seen him on the Celtics. We know what he's capable of. Uh, but then you've got like role players like John Wall, Norman Powell, uh, that Luke Kennard even, as far as shooting goes. They've got a lot of guys that can come out and really play a significant role. And the fact that they came out tonight, held them to 110 points, turn them over as much as they did, played defense at the level that they did. This is a really solid game. Like we had 17 fast break points in this game. Really solid. We out-rebounded them, 49-41. This is a big team. Kawhi, Paul George, Zubach, they're all big guys. Uh, So we out-rebounded them in this one. Held them to only eight offensive rebounds. We had 11. So like we played a really solid brand of basketball. Was it perfect? No. But the Celtics came out with another win. And these are the important things that you're looking at 
as Celtics fans. And honestly, like we outscored them in three of the four quarters. The only quarter that we were outscored was the third, where we were outscored 36-24. Outside of that, we outscored them by one in the first. We outscored them by 10 in the second. And then another seven in the fourth. So this is the Celtics playing a, a good brand of basketball pretty much throughout this game. Uh, again, wasn't perfect, but when you're winning three of the four quarters, this is a game you should win. And this is a really good team. Kawhi scored 26. He was super efficient, 11 of 16. But honestly, when you look at the way the, the Clippers played this game, it was very top-heavy. You know, you've got 26 points from Kawhi, 24 points from Paul George. Past that, in the starting lineup, you've got 12 from Marcus Morris, 13 from Zubac. Powell, as good as he is, kind of playing that six-man role, playing 31 minutes in this, scored 19. So you'll give him credit there. Outside of that, they didn't really do much. They don't have multiple guys scoring in double digits. Uh, so this is a game where you look and it's like, okay, you held the main guys under 30 points and their role players, you know, we kind of limited their opportunities defensively. If you're giving up, if you're holding a team like the Clippers with all of this firepower to 110 points, that's a win. And you have to look at it that way. Uh, but again, I've said it and I'll say it again. This wasn't a perfect game. So I want to talk about some of the negatives here. Before we do so, I want to take a quick break for word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns like can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record. When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. 
The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's talk about some of the negatives here. There aren't a ton watching this game, uh, but the shooting is something you can't really ignore at this point. The Celtics started this season shooting at a historic pace, shooting 45% as a team, 42% as a team. Uh, it hasn't really continued. They shot 11-39 in this one, 28% from three. Uh, it wasn't ideal. Like this team continues to get good shots. They're still, they're not going out there and forcing a ton. Uh, but we also did see Jason Tatum shoot three of 11. Jalen Brown shoot 0 of eight. Uh, this team is very capable of creating wide open shots. And tonight we didn't really do that. We did a, we focused a lot more honestly on the ISO game. And I've talked about it on this podcast a bunch. That's not their game. They've got two very, very good ISO scorers. Uh, but this isn't a it's not a team that thrives off the offense off the ISO game. Honestly, no team does. It's just the way it is. This is they've got two very talented, gifted, offensive-minded players in Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. But this team as a whole plays significantly better when everybody is involved. And it wasn't necessarily the case in this one tonight. You know, outside of that, I mean, this is a team that's also number one in the league in free throw percentage. We missed, you know, five free throws in this one. We got to line 22 times. Solid, right? But when you're shooting 77%, it's a little bit lower than our season average. Like, these are all opportunities for the Celtics to make up extra points. And those are the things that you look for as a team to, you know, kind of build on. Because this is a situation where we could have won by more than six, built up our plus minus. Not that that really matters, uh, but it's just one of those things in tight games where you're missing free throws. Like those are opportunities to squeak out wins where you necessarily aren't doing it when you're missing them. Uh, so those are some things to button up. The other thing for me, and the part that's, I don't, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna call it frustrating. Uh, because obviously we still won the game, but this is the Celtics not really playing Celtics basketball. You know, honestly, you look at this game, 22 assists, the ball and player movement wasn't nearly what we've seen in the last three games. Now you can take this one of two ways. You can either say, okay, the Celtics didn't move the ball. That sucks, right? You want them to move the ball. You want players to be cutting. You want getting easy backdoor passes for layups. You want to see that. And we saw a couple of them tonight. I'm not going to sit here and say that we didn't. Jalen Brown had a beautiful backdoor cut for a very easy layup. We saw Jason Tatum with a couple great cuts. We saw Dark White with a couple great cuts. Uh, but overall, that wasn't the flow of the offense tonight. So you can look at it and say, 
what are they doing? This is not Celtics basketball. And you can also look at it on the flip side and say, we didn't play Celtics basketball and we pulled out a huge win over a good team. So you can either be upset about it or you can be happy that we pulled off a victory when the game was not perfect. And me, I'm very much half glass full. And I hope, honestly, most of my listeners are probably the same way because I haven't wavered from that. So if you're still listening, you're probably glass half full as well. Uh, And if you're not, I apologize, but that's the way that I am. And that's the way that I'm going to continue to be. So if you're looking at this game, if you're watching this game, you just see all of the ways that this Celtics team can improve. And we still pulled off a victory. This was not a perfect game at all. But the fact that we beat the Los Angeles Clippers of all teams, like this was a team coming into the season with NBA finals expectations because they finally had guys healthy. They, they know their identity. They've played together for a while. Like this is a very, very good team. And it's not just like a couple players. This is a very stacked team. Even Terrence Mann, who only played five minutes tonight, like he is a Celtics killer. Like he's played the Celtics a bunch and he's crushed the Celtics a bunch. But you've got two all-stars, two, you know, perennial all-stars, been there a lot in Kawhi and Paul George. You've got Marcus Morris, who has played for the Celtics, crushed the Celtics many a times. Norman Powell, who's just a very, very good basketball player. Like, this is a legit NBA contender. And the Celtics beat them playing a far from perfect game. So you can be happy about it. You can be sad about it. I don't really care. The way I look at it, this is a really good win over a really good team while the Celtics weren't playing perfect basketball. Uh, So... Honestly, that's where we're going to wrap things up. Again, the Celtics beat the Clippers 116-110. This was a this was a good one through and through. The Clippers had a lead in this, uh, but the Celtics pulled it off. They continued playing Celtics basketball. Uh, but that's where we're going to wrap it up. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on at on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, our YouTube page. Boston Celtics game day recap. And if you haven't done so already, most important part, make sure to rate and review the podcast. Five-star written review. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. A great New Year's. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?